When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists. Like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Packers Unscripted from Packers.com. I am Mike Spofford. He is my trusted colleague. Weston Hodkowitz. We're coming to you here from different locations at Lambeau Field. And since our last show, Wes, the 2023 Green Bay Packers schedule was released. We've had a few days to process it and digest it and figure out what we think of it. So I'm just going to toss it to you right away. When you first saw this 17-game slate, 18-week schedule for 2023, what struck you? We're going back on the road again to start the season. That was the number one thing that struck me. I mean, I don't know what Matt LaFleur is going to have to do to be able to get a week one opener at Lambeau Field. But, uh, hey, there's two ways to look at this, right? The one way I look at it is I just felt like it would have been the perfect opportunity. You're starting the Jordan Love era. Let the young man have a moment at Lambeau Field. Uh, Something that would be bigger than just a game, you know, if he would have opened the season here. But, you know, we know how these schedule simulations go, how complicated they are. So instead... Packers are going back-to-back weeks on the road, which is the third time in franchise history that they'll have played week one and week two away from Green Bay. Uh, the other two were 1924 and 2016. So uh, a big challenge opening up in Chicago and then going up and having to travel to Atlanta to potentially very dynamic and potent rushing offenses that the defense is going to have to be ready for. But from Jordan Love's perspective, he'll get the opportunity for the first time to lead the Packers out of the tunnel at Lambeau Field in week three against New Orleans. By and large, I think it's a pretty balanced schedule, but that was the only thing silently I was rooting for. I I did want to see a week one opener at Lambeau Field just because it's been so long since we've had one. Yeah, it is pretty remarkable that now this will be Matt LaFleur's fifth season as the head coach of the Packers, and he still will have yet to open a season at Lambeau Field going on the road once again. I think if the Packers get a 2024 opener at Lambeau, I think the league should just Matt LaFleur, let Matt LaFleur call all the shots, the opponent, the day, the time of the game, the uh, the act for the pregame concert out in the parking lot. Like Matt LaFleur should just get to call all the shots for uh, for his first uh, season opener at home whenever that does occur but the other thing that the other thing that struck me too right away and it, this is where you, it, you wonder how this kind of stuff happens and I'm not by no means suggesting any kind of conspiracy but it is incredibly ironic to me that exactly 1 year after the Packers explicitly did not want the week six by right after the London game in week five, because they felt it was too early in the season. 
And then in response to turning that down, the league gave the Packers the latest possible buy last year in week 14, that now in 2023, the week six buy, oh, there it is, the one that you turned down last year because you felt it was too early in the season. But that's how uh, that's how this thing goes. The Packers are going to have some significant rest opportunities early in the season because you have a week four game on a Thursday night. So you get uh, some extra time off there. You actually go from a Thursday night to playing on Monday night in week five at Las Vegas. So a, a break there between those two games. And then after the week five game, you have your full bye week. So those rest opportunities, the Packers are going to have to take advantage of that, you know, get the team healthy, get everybody geared up because then after that week six bye, that's a lot of football to, uh, to take you to the end of the season. I didn't jump on the NFL conference call. They, they were going to make a, a media availability to discuss the schedule creation process. To me, the, the bye weeks uh, were about as quizzical in nature as I think they've ever <laughs> been. Uh, you mentioned last year, the Packers didn't want the week six bye, which would have been the earliest in 2022. Uh, this year, it's actually the second one though. There'll be four teams that'll be on bye in week five which as you and I discussed in some of our videos last week will be the inverse of what happened last year with the Packers, where they had to play three 13 straight in a row and then finish the game, the season with four games this year, there'll be four teams that will play four games and then we'll have to finish with 13 in a row to end the regular season. That's a gauntlet, man. I mean, when the yeah. Packers or not the Packers, but when the NFL came up with this idea that they were going to add the 17th regular season game, I was really hoping that that would mean that we would see more buys in the dead center of the season well, as it turns out this year, there's no week eight buys at all. Um, not really sure everything that goes into those decisions. But so as weird as it says to say, well, the Packers got a week six buy, it could have actually been a lot worse for them. They could have been stuck and saddled with that week five buy. And the fact of the matter is, and I think what Matt LaFleur discussed with Larry McCarron when breaking down the schedule was, you just look for the areas where you're going to be challenged. And certainly the one of the biggest challenges will be that opener against New Orleans and then coming back four days later in playing a Detroit Lions team that I think a lot of in a lot of people in the NFL have huge expectations for on Thursday night football. The other end of it, though, that I think does work to Green Bay's advantage is when you look at the balance of it after the bye. You have two home games against Minnesota and the Los Angeles Rams. Aside from that early stretch there against Chicago and the Falcons, you don't have to play back-to-back -back weeks on the road until Christmas Eve against Carolina and then also New Year's Eve against Minnesota, which is really just a puddle jump over to the Twin Cities. So uh, it, it's very difficult for me to say that this was a poorly laid out schedule for Green Bay because I actually feel like the balance is there. It's just that first month that I think Green Bay is going to have to overcome both in the win-loss column and also from an injuries perspective, trying to stay as healthy as possible. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one -on -one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one -on -one contest yeah I, yeah because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard he don't care about guarding he's gonna guard he's gonna exactly. guard like you see him in the olympics <laughs> he's gonna guard and then on I'm top of that like that see that Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came to my room crying, tears, <laughs> crying. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs>
<laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I certainly agree with you there. The other thing that that uh, that really struck me about this schedule this is what I wrote about. I talked about it in some of our videos on the website uh, last week as well is the I guess I would say the the even brighter spotlight than normal that is on the division games here in Jordan Love's first season as the starting quarterback because your op- your opener week one is at Chicago. Then Jordan Love's first home division game is against Detroit on Thursday night football. So a primetime uh, opportunity there. His first start at Ford Field in Detroit will be on Thanksgiving Day where – um, if Detroit lives up to the expectations of of where a lot of people think that franchise is heading, that could be one of the one of the biggest Thanksgiving games yeah. at Ford Field in uh, in quite some time. And then your Jordan Love's first trip as the starting quarterback into the noisy confines of U.S. Bank Stadium in Minneapolis will be in prime time on New Year's Eve in Week 17, and then in Week 18 the you know the one that's listed as TBD against the Chicago Bears if there's anything at stake if there's anything at stake for either team in that game there's a good chance that that finds a a prime slot either as a, a national 325 game or maybe even in prime time there yeah. Packers and Bears so um the, the the division games are always important they are the they are the the shortest most efficient uh, most impactful way to carve out a a path to the postseason for your team but the extra spotlight that is on those division games here in Jordan Love's first season is pretty significant. No doubt. And, and the fact that there will be that Thursday night game on Thanksgiving against the Lions, the Packers then will have that mini buy before hosting Kansas City. And under no circumstances can you envision a way in which that won't be a challenging matchup against the defending Super Bowl champions. Uh, a lot goes into these schedules, but I think for me, the idea that the Packers won't actually play. Now, we know how quickly these things can change. We saw it last year with it with uh, how competitive New York's both of the New York teams ended up being Washington, but the Packers won't actually play a team coming off a playoff appearance until week eight against Minnesota. And we've already seen some of the Vegas lines out there on the Vikings, you know, putting their win loss total right around maybe seven or eight. Uh, So it, it is going to be very back heavy where the, where the challenges potentially lie there for green Bay. But as it always was the case, whether it was Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, Jordan Love, Brett Hundley, whoever, it comes down to winning in the division. And I think with the last couple seasons where the Packers kind of got tripped up was in some of those division matchups, whether it was against Minnesota or last year, you know, losing both of them to the Lions. Certainly, you know, Matt LaFleur still has yet to lose a game to the to the Bears. So that will be critical both beginning the season and ending the season for Green Bay. But to have two Thursday night matchups against the Lions after everything that Detroit did after, you know, really this feeling that, hey, they've been building every single year. Dan Campbell has been in the Motor City, though, for, for as much as there's going to be Kansas City and there's going to be, you know, Justin Herbert in Los Angeles. It's going to sound kind of monotonous, but for as many times as the Packers have played the Lions, especially to end the season, they've played a couple playing games against them. Those two matchups against them, both in week four and then at the end of the season, I think are really going to have a lot to do with where their season goes. Yeah, absolutely. I I, I agree with you 100 percent. And and uh, there's a, a lot of talk in Detroit, of course, about about where that team is headed. They got pegged for week one to play the defending Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs in prime time. Uh, the type of game that uh, the Detroit Lions normally do not get selected 
to play. And uh, and that is how they are opening their 2023 season. So there will be a lot of attention on Detroit. And I agree with you, uh, a big spotlight on those Green Bay Detroit games, those two NFC North matchups this year. I want to take care of a little bit of sponsor business here, Wes. Sirius XM NFL Radio delivers hard-hitting analysis and up-to-the-minute NFL news that true football fanatics need 24-7, 365. And at Cousin Subs, we have something for everyone, like our Wisconsin cheese curds, mac and cheese, golden fries, and creamy shakes, all paired with your favorite sub or sub in a bowl, Cousin Subs, 50 years of better. All right, I just, I'll just i throw out a couple of questions to you. Uh, we've touched on a few of uh, of these highlights already, but when it comes to the opponent you are most looking forward to seeing visit Lambeau Field and the road trip for the Packers in 2023 that you are most looking forward to, what are your selections? Well, Las Vegas is the biggest road trip uh, on my schedule. I'm sure it's that way for a lot of Packer fans. First time the Packers will be at Allegiant Stadium. That's going to be absolutely huge. Also, the storylines there with Devontae Adams in the history with the Green Bay Packers. That will kind of write itself. I'm sure it'll drive the narrative that week. But placing it on Monday Night Football, I feel, is also a really good spotlight for that matchup. I'm very interested to see how, you know, Jordan Love, he's going to get a taste of some of these these primetime matchups right off the bat. As we mentioned, Lions on Thursday Night Football coming right back against the Raiders the following week. Um, that's where the national eye really comes on to you and, and seeing what you have to offer. And I, I'm very intrigued to see how the Packers handle that type of moment. Um, Aaron Rodgers always seemed to embrace him, you know, when you'd have the, you know, that, that national, you, you know, he always talked about, the romanticism that's kind of involved with you're the only television game. You're the only NFL game that everybody's watching uh, to be in the, you know, Las Vegas first time, you know, you and I'll get a chance to be in a new stadium in a while that we haven't been to. Um, th- that's very intriguing to me. And then certainly I'm going to steal the other good one here, which is that December 3rd matchup against Kansas city, as you've outlined so many times before already an inbox and a lot of our other stories on Packers.com. It'll be the first time Patrick Mahomes in theory, if he can stay healthy here, will be making a start at Lambeau field one of the things I led in box with last week was just how special those moments are, because especially when it's a cross conference team that, I mean, maybe now there's more of an opportunity than there was before for those guys to come over and play uh, road games. It's not just once every eight years any, anymore because of that cross conference matchup, but still it's very rare that you're going to see Patrick Mahomes in this type of stadium. I want to say Tom Brady only played here, what, two or three times. So, uh, that's something I think all Packer fans will have on their calendar because it's a game that's a little bit more than just the win and the loss. It's also what it represents, knowing that you're probably watching one of the a player that will go down as one of the greatest quarterbacks in league history. Yeah, that's one of the things I always look at with regard to the opponents coming to Lambeau Field is, is particularly the quarterbacks, the guys that uh, the, the guys that everybody talks about. And Patrick Mahomes will be making his first trip to Lambeau Field. And Justin Herbert for the Chargers, another young up-and-coming quarterback in the AFC. He'll be making his first visit to Lambeau Field on that Sunday prior to Thanksgiving. So those are those are some interesting ones to look forward to. And I totally agree with you as far as a road trip, Las Vegas. It's it's not just um the Packers obviously have have never played in Vegas. It's the Devontae Adams and you know, presumably matched up against Jair Alexander. And uh, and and for me personally, there are only two current in-use NFL stadiums 
that uh, that I have at which I have not covered a game. Las Vegas is one. The other is SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles. So I get to chalk another one off my list until Buffalo builds its new stadium and all the other new ones start getting built. And Tennessee. Then be, yeah, then then there'll be more that uh, that I'll that I'll still need to visit. Here's a thought that just occurred to me, though. And uh, and I, I'm dead serious that this just occurred to me all, you know, late last week looking over things. Um, I didn't realize this, but in his first season as a starting quarterback, I'm I'm counting, I'm counting four stadiums at which Jordan Love could get a victory, in which stadiums in which Aaron Rodgers never got a victory mm-hmm. as the quarterback of the Packers, and I'm talking about Atlanta, which is the new Mercedes-Benz stadium in Atlanta, obviously Rogers won, you know, a big playoff game at the Georgia dome, yep. but, uh, but lost uh, once in the regular season, once in the playoffs in Atlanta's new stadium, Las Vegas. We just mentioned that the Packers have never played there. Denver, the road game at Denver, Rogers only played one game, one regular season game in Denver in 2015, lost that one. That was when Peyton Manning was quarterbacking the Broncos and the Broncos eventually 77 passing goal. yards in that one. Yeah, Packer, yeah, Packers had a, was, they got a handed to him, and, <laughs> and that was and that was in prime time too. Yeah. So, um, and then the other one is uh, is Pittsburgh, um, yep. because Rogers actually only played one game at uh, Heinz Field in Pittsburgh, lost it to Ben Roethlisberger on a last play of the game touchdown pass back in 2009, and then in 2017 when the Packers returned to Pittsburgh, Rogers was injured and Brett Hundley was the starting quarterback Brett so, Hunt, and Brett um, Huntley probably had his best game of his career that yeah day too. that was that was actually that was and and the Packers ended up losing that game on a walk-off field goal if I yeah. recall correctly that was another primetime uh another primetime matchup so um just interesting the way things fall that that Jordan Love in his first year there because Aaron Rodgers has won a lot of games of course all over the NFL but there are four stadiums um, on this uh, on this road slate for the Packers in in 2023, where Rodgers uh, never won a game, and uh, and Jordan Love will have an opportunity to uh, to chalk those off his list right away. Yeah, absolutely. And and again, it's about sort of being able to you know leave your mark a little bit and kind of put your foot down and, and show what type of quarterback you are. You know, a lot of the stories I wrote this week, Mike, and I'm you know some of the things that you're touching on too with Andres Carlson is just the transition that this entire roster is going over. I mean, the fact that you're going to have right now you have 10 receivers on the team between the ages of 21 and 26, not one of them with more than one accrued season, two new rookie tight ends, obviously a very veteran backfield, but seeing this offense kind of come together and develop its identity behind Jordan love is going to be so important. And also how they handle the week to week challenges that the NFL schedule presents. It's going to start right off the bat. I mean, even you look at the preseason, you know, you're traveling to Cincinnati and then you're going to be going up against new England and then also closing against Seattle. It's going to be the type of year where you're really going to have to figure out what this path is going to be. If you're Matt LaFleur and how you're going to go about utilizing Jordan love and how you're going to go in about deploying starters in these matchups. It's a lot different than a lot of other years where I think it was just always kind of become a foregone conclusion of what your plan is going to be with Aaron Rodgers. So just seeing from week to week, how you handle those challenges that that's probably going to be the most exciting aspect of the schedule, regardless of what the, the real layout was. Yeah. And we should, uh, based on past history, we should within the next couple of weeks have the the dates and the times nailed down with regard to the preseason games. Matt LaFleur has mentioned that uh, there, there are negotiations going on to have uh, a team practice 
uh, here in Green Bay with uh, with the Packers for a couple of days during training camp. So we'll see how uh, we'll see how all of that shakes out as well. So, um, oh, the other the other thing the other thing to mention too before we go the uh, um, we talked about that Week 18 game yeah. against the Bears, which is the which is the TBD, and um, if that game because the game at Chicago is a three twenty five kickoff. If the week 18 game Packers bears at Lambeau field does not end up in prime time, that will actually end one of the longest streaks in NFL scheduling history. The Packers and bears have played a primetime game at least once in 17 consecutive seasons. And that streak is, uh, is actually in jeopardy of ending here. If uh, Packers bears in week 18 is, uh, is not a primetime game, but you know what, it would be pretty cool if it did become a primetime game, not only because of the streak, but because that would mean something really, really big is on the line there in week yeah. 18 between those, between those rivals. So that would be, that'll be something to watch as, uh, as the stretch run unfolds here in December and January. No doubt. It, it would kind of be sort of, it would be too bad if it ends that way too, because it's like the week one game is America's game of the week, 325. I mean, it, yeah. it, there is going to be a, tons of lights on it and, and attention drawn to it, even if it isn't necessarily at 715. Uh, but all that being said, certainly everybody's felt like that's a huge rivalry and, and the matchups that have been played in that too, the hundredth season for both the Packers and the Bears and the league. And, you know, some of the, you know, you think about, how the 13th season ended between Green Bay and Chicago and the play-in game uh, winner take all for the NFC North and the Randall Cobb touchdown. So many incredible moments. And it would be nice if it does work out in week 18 that Jordan Love's first year as a starter in Green Bay kind of continues on that trajectory. Found it very interesting. You talked about it in one of our other uh, videos that we did. Uh, actually, I think it was the Q&A. If it does end, it ends in the same way it almost started, where the Packers yeah. were actually playing week one and week 17 at the time against the Bears. It just so happened that that first year, the game was flex back. Yeah, and that was the 2006. That was the first year of flex scheduling. And in week 17, Packers-Bears at Soldier Field was flexed into a primetime game. And then that became the start of the streak, which is now at uh, at 17 straight years of that uh, rivalry, the oldest rivalry in the NFL, also then having at least one primetime game every year. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The other, the other little quirk that I wasn't aware of right away when we saw the schedule, but the for those who look closely, the Week 14 Monday night game for the Packers, which is at the Giants, is listed as being televised on ABC. And the reason for that is there that Monday night, there are a few different Monday nights during the course of the season where there are two 
games, but it's not uh, it's not a traditional double header Monday night. It's actually yeah. two Monday night games that overlap um, each other a little bit in terms of the kickoff time. So um, and that happens to be one of them, the Packers at Giants there in week 14. There is uh, I don't I can't think off the top of my head what the other Monday night probably game some is West night, Coast but, game. Yeah, but there will be there will be two Monday night games on that uh, Monday, December 11th, and the Packers are one of the two, and that's why they are listed as on being on ABC as opposed to the traditional ESPN for Monday Night Football. So um, any other thoughts here, Wes, before we go on the schedule? I know you and I have to get to uh, some uh, uh, news conferences with the Packers yeah. assistant coaches. The coordinators are going to get started here shortly, so we'll have that to talk about on our next show. But anything else on the schedule here before we wrap it up? We are right at the midway point of the off-season program. This is four weeks and basically middle of the next week. So uh, very interested to see how we play this thing out. As you mentioned, we'll have assistant coach availability this week, three weeks of OTAs, and then wrapping up with the mini camp. We are taking steps slowly but surely towards the 2023 season, the beginning of the Jordan Love era, and the excitement is palpable. <laughs> it's definitely building as we get uh, as we get closer to the summer and the eventual start of training camp in late July. But with that, we will call it a wrap on this edition of Packers Unscripted. Be sure to follow all of our coverage of the team on Packers.com. You can follow it, website, app, uh, mobile web, all of it. It's uh, it's there for you. So for Wes, I am Mike. Thank you for tuning in, everybody. We will see you next time. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.